0: TLDR. If you're short on time and still want to hear some of the perspectives, life experiences and practical advice from French ad agency strategist and leader Christian Beaujard, then here is seven minutes of his sound bites. If you do have the time, if you're on a run, a cycle or on a drive, do check out the full episode. It's full of great insights. Now over to Monsieur Beaujard. I want you to reflect a bit more on the role of your sense of humor. Do you remember that emerging yes. early in life, and was it something you picked up from your, your mother or father? From, yeah, father. Yeah,
1: definitely. And basically, when you are at lunch on weekends, you've got to to be a bit a bit of a smart ass, you know, because you're still a kid. And if you manage to do one uh, jeu de mots, play on words, then you you've got plus one hundred points. Basically, it's not gamified, but there there was this feeling of to show. To show my dad that I had that because it's, it's something you acquire. It's not, it's not something you're born with. That's also how I, I did fit in in school because I'm not really tall. Uh, I had two, a year and a half, basically two years of advance. I got my, my baccalaureate at 16. Oh, wow. So I was like the small one and usually in the top three or four and, and. Not very tall. So, uh, I could have been harassed basically, or, you know, I I could have been the teacher's pet or whatever, but I wasn't, I I could have been shot on basically and wasn't because I had this sense of humor and this bit of, how would you say, left field thinking to the point or where sometimes I used to make some jokes that were somehow going too far. You know, it's, it's a real uh, challenge to uh, not go too far you know, to, to keep your, your
0: sensitivity, basically. So what is it you really want to, for the rest of your life? Where do you think you're going to direct that, both that humor, that intellect and that experience that you've gained? I'm
1: trying to get rid of the, because humor sometimes leads to cynicism. It's <laughs> easy. Um, the, the root of cynicism is, is dangerous because it goes like, anyway, everything is shit and, and we're all dead at the end, so I bother. But plus I don't know what I, will, what I will leave in my legacy. I, I have no idea. You should ask when I'm dead. You know, it's a wonderful life, you know, Frank Capra. Basically, he just he thinks he's a sort of a, a normal guy, but he's changed the whole city. But he has to, to die to know that. <laughs> so I don't know. <sighs> good values, you know, try to be good. But that's, that's a bit of a cliche. I would say try to not be a negative force. Mm-hmm. Which would be something already. I, I'm not saying positive, you know. It would be yeah, I'm trying to be a positive force of change. No, but no, I'm trying to not be to have a, a positive naivety. You know, no stress can be really negative. But sometimes it can be good. And but ninety percent of the time, it's really it's really not good. You know, relieving the, your pressure on others is the worst thing to do. And whether it's personally or professionally. And personally, you see it immediately. If you start shouting at your, your kids and then you see your kids shouting at themselves, you say, ah, who told mm-hmm. them that? Well, you did, you moron. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, children are a real-life experiment of, of how you behave, basically. Mm-hmm. Because you see exactly how they behave and they, they learned from someone, which is usually you and your, your significant other. The best way to not let stress take on is to, as soon as you see what you feel you've got a bit of, talk you know, with uh, your colleagues and say, I'm starting to sense I've got this problem. How? Or I will have this problem. How do you think I should manage it? Talking, dialogue, advice. That's the, I think that's the best way. Yeah, actually, we had a lot of books at home, encyclopedias for youth, which was categorized in questions. The first one was, comment ça marche, which is, how does that work? Brilliant. Mm -hmm. So it was like, well, the engine or uh, the sun or, you know, all all this stuff around you. How how does that work? It was really simply explained. The second one was, where is it? So it was sort of geography. (laughs) And I, I read everything. There's a power in being stupid, asking stupid questions. And I like that. Be naive and stupid. It's the Be Stupid campaign from Diesel, one of the most brilliant campaigns But attitude. Because when you're smart, when you know you're smart, you think you know everything, but you, you've got some uh, ready made thoughts. Whether when you're stupid, you just question everything. Like, yeah, but why is that? Why it doesn't it's not the other way? So uh, I always try to. Go with a problem with uh, the most stupid questions. Purpose. Ah, oh, fuck purpose. I wouldn't call it cynicism. A lot of them is bullshit, frankly. It's a thin veil. Oh, let's talk about purpose. First, you know, try to make good products in a good way without being an asshole towards people or towards the environment. And then... That's, that's your purpose basically. And your purpose is also to make profits. And then how you use your profits, then that's another question. And you should use them in the best way possible. At the beginning, you know, everyone was saying, because that's what consumers want. Actually, no, because it was based on a question was like, would you rather buy from a company that is purposeful or, or not purposeful? And people would say, yes, of course I would. And then it turns out that it got twisted into. Oh, yeah. Consumers want brands with purpose, but actually, you know, consumers just want products with a right price, not being uh, uh, devastating for the environment somehow. I understand the positive force behind, but I think it's been, it's just like greenwashing, basically. There's a purpose washing going on, and I, I don't really like it. I would start with inclusion. It's still a white male industry, we are slightly opening. But when you see, just talking about Paris, the the power and the creativity, the guys in the surroundings have, you know, the quartiers, as we say, the quarters. And let's take the drug market, you know, hashish or stuff, and how they use social media, how they use marketing. You're like, wow, these guys, they, they could open a school of marketing. There's, there's they maybe everything. a start idea there, Christian. Yeah, I mean, if France one day uh, legalize, let's say, weed and hashish, these guys, they've learned everything. They know everything. And I think there's a lot, a whole reservoir of talents that we should use and uh, uh, nurture, and we're not doing that. I think AI could, yeah, replace most of the ads digitally, no problem, even better, because some are really shit. At least I, I hope that it would be maybe better written, uh, uh, structured. But asking an AI to maybe, uh, maybe to tap into universal truth or universal insight or that sort of things. Mm, maybe, maybe they will. I don't know. I actually don't see it as a threat. I see it as a new,
0: as a new game. Okay, that's all for now, folks. Now here's my ask of you. Please follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify or whatever player you use. Also, please subscribe to our new Random Collisions newsletter. We really are working to build a global community of action takers, action engines of people that really care about the problems that need solving. Thank you very much and see you next time.